longer a marriage lasts, the longer you can go without sex. Marriage is never ending. Oh, Jim, have you thought this through? You hooked up with one other girl. You're like a blind man picking out his favorite porno. Michelle, will you marry me? Yes. We get to have a bachelor party. Back away from the animal. American Wedding. Rated R at theaters August 1st. American Wedding. The soundtrack to the summer's biggest comedy. Featuring 17 tracks of today's hottest artists. <laughs> this is awesome! Good Charlotte, Foo Fighters, Avril Lavigne, All-American Rejects, You Found Glory, Sum 41, and much more. Buy the soundtrack and get a certificate good for $5 off American Wedding the Movie. American Wedding the Soundtrack. In stores now. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most glorious of events, the Movie Mavericks Podcast. This outstanding program is hosted by two fine gentlemen, Jason and Trevor. Now make it so. MovieMavericks.com Hey now, everybody, welcome to a special episode of the Movie Mavericks Podcast, where love isn't just a feeling, it's shaving your balls. I'm Trevor Anderson, sitting over to Jason Rugard. He's got a, ru- <laughs> er, not a rundown, but he's just going to tell you what's going on. Uh, yeah, you actually got, caught me off guard with the ball yeah, shaving shave comment on there. Hmm. Uh, well, I mean, that's a, we can discuss that off air, sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but American Wedding is what we're going to be talking about today, the third entry in the American Pie series. Uh, this is... This was the one that came a couple years after the second one and was the last for a long time, almost a decade before the American Reunion came out. Mm-hmm. And to me, this is still the last of the good ones. This is the the, tri- the trilogy ends here. The, the fourth one is really unnecessary where I find this third one actually pretty integral to the initial trilogy. Do you find this to be, uh, you know, worthy entry in the series, or are you on the yeah, outside with so, this? Yeah, I mean, you can tell why they stopped after this one, but it is still part of the fold. You know, it's, it's that this these first three American Pie movies are just fantastic. You know, this one I remember people complaining that this was there's too much uh, Steve Stifler in this one, and no, he's the reason. Really, I don't know. Watching it this time, I kind of understood it a little bit more because there's not enough of everybody else in it it really feels like his movie and that's great I, I like the character and everything but it kind of if you're thinking about the first two movies it doesn't it doesn't play the same it's not it's not it's not the same it is missing a couple characters chris klein most notably uh mina savari it's there's a couple other people whole, everything like, Steve Stifler was the the tag along in the other two movies and he's still that in this to some degree but it really is like he worms his way into this in such a way that I don't know. Like we follow him mostly, and everybody else feels more like the tagalongs. Even though it's not even the his wedding. wedding. <laughs> the wedding does seem uh, superficial in the whole aspect of the movie. I do think that the, this movie does a great job of balancing, and, and really the series does a great job of balancing the sentimental with the raunchy, mm-hmm. uh, evidenced by that opening scent piece at the restaurant, which is almost a trope of the series at this point that they do in parts two through four, where they have that opening comedic set piece where uh, Jim is usually in some sort of embarrassing sexual situation. And in this one, like I said, it ends 
ends in such a way when the father is, is you know, hugging her and sees her under the table. I just, I love <laughs> this opening to this movie. I forgot that this was the mm-hmm. one um, with this opening sequence. I, I remember the last one where he slams himself uh, on in his laptop, if you recall that, when his son <laughs> walks in. But this one I had, had forgot about and just, just fucking died laughing during this. Didn't it feel good to laugh at something that was truly funny and not something that oh, was yeah. towing I, the line? I laughed out loud several times during this. I love all these movies. I've seen these movies uh, quite a bit, surprisingly. Um, and I laugh every time. I think these are really solid comedies. And as you say, they're they're especially fun, I think, because they're sex comedies, which we don't get a lot of anymore because everything's so precious and you know, special and like, uh, serious. And these are just not any of that, but at the same time they are (laughs) oddly enough, you know, but that's that kind of like sweet and and sour, you know, the, uh, um, the whole idea of like having this raunchiness, but then also having the, the endearing, uh, characters and the people who are actually in love, uh, in, in a realistic way too. It was, it's a last vestige of the 80s Porky's yes. comedy, right? This was, when it came out in 99, this was kind of a throwback to those, even in 99. Now, But I think done a little see, better than even that. Like, uh, Yeah, actually done with more heart, That's what I'd I'm say. saying. Yeah, the sweetness is really, you really need that in these. It was something that Kevin Smith had um, and that he got really good at and then gave up. Um but I feel like uh, actually most comedies feel like they've given up for this type of stuff, you know, and I don't, I don't understand why I always thought this really worked. At the time of its release, the first one, at least it was unfavorably compared in a lot of ways to something about Mary, sure. which was the gross out comedy from the summer before, even though this movie was in production while that was going on. I don't think this was ever going for the gross out gags that something about Mary was going for, but now you. I disagree the, with that. The American I think they Pie were sequence much on par with trying to do the same stuff. I mean, this is a series that essentially. Uh, this is what you talk about when you talk about American uh, Pie series, right? Is the gross-out stuff, uh, and they try to one-up each other through every movie. You know, and you expect they that opening do. scene where he's going to get into some trouble, right? Usually with his dick. <laughs> You know, seriously, right? I mean, you expect it. How could you? How could you open one of these without that at this point? I love the how they introduce Stifler in this, uh, where he's driving the school bus. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and right away the the when the dog licks licks the cake off of his crotch, <laughs> and he looks at the camera and says, "Is it weird that it feels good?" That line kills me. The way it's he delivers it, and it just. Everything about it. I haven't seen this movie since the theater. Uh-huh. And I remember people being just uproarious in that sequence. And to me, it was smart move by Universal and the executives and the writers to put Stifler front and center because he had become the star of the show in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I understand what you're saying. The ensemble I aspect gets lost in this, but he is the star. He made, uh, I mean, American Pie 2 was only good because of Stifler. You know, I, I yep. think American Pie, maybe you could argue he was just a character in that. And you're not wrong, but he kind of bubbled to the top in that for sure. But American Pie 2 is easily the best of the entire series. It and is. And it's absolutely fantastic. And it's good because of Stifler, you know. But it's also good because 
of the other characters are given their own, everyone's given ample time you know and it feels like an american wedding it, it definitely feels like he's numero uno he's out ahead of everybody else and everyone else is just kind of there you know and and case in point when when finch and him you know switch uh size now it's steve silver's gonna act all nice and and finch is gonna be the dick and stuff that's great but it doesn't really play out to anything because it's just i don't even know what the point of it is other than just to have stifler get himself into trouble i was gonna ask you if you thought that that subplot works because i think from a writing do, point of view it's the only way they could the only place they could have gone yeah. and it is a clever switcheroo it's interesting but it doesn't there's no ending to it just ends right with her finding out that oh he's actually stifler he's just a dick and then that's it like there's no rivalry between stifler and finch um over uh you know what? Uh, I don't remember her name. Her character's name, uh, Cadence. Uh, yeah, there you go. There's no ri- real rival. Like there is, but it doesn't end in anything, right? It just kind of just eh. Like really, Finch just kind of gives up. Well, it sets up that whole ending sequence where Stifler gets it on with the grandma, who then gives her That's blessing. True, to and the, it allows the whole Finch to you know screw Stifler's mom again at the end as well. I like. I understand and- where it, where it went, why it went the way it does, but it just kind of feels. I don't know. It, 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 this movie doesn't. I, I love the movie, but it doesn't feel very like anyone was really trying. It feels very like uh, I don't know. I don't know how you'd say because it. It, really, like American Wedding, it makes sense right at this point that they would get that they would get married in this one. It just everything that they do kind of just feels like it makes sense and like they weren't really they didn't really have to work very hard for this one. I think that it's clever writing having the Finch Stifler switch up. Uh, mm-hmm. I also think that some of this works where maybe it shouldn't. For instance, the sequence where there's a dance off in the gay bar. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's uh, in a lot of ways, that's the centerpiece of the first half of the film. And it's capped <laughs> off by a fucking perfect line to end that scene. <laughs> I love what Stifler says to them when he says, "I told you that guy wanted to fuck yeah. me," and it what well, he doesn't can, say it like he mm-hmm. like like in a homophobic way. He says it more like an "I told you guys well, you know who wouldn't want to fuck to that, me," right? Or th- what that's a setup for. I mean, that, th- there is some like ingenious stuff in this. You're right. When when the guys tell him they're like you're, he's not hot, no one's gonna no none of the gay guys want to fuck him. And he goes, "You want to fuck me? I'll show you." You know, whatever. Right. And he walks off, and you think it's gonna be nothing. But then he does the dance off and he wins them over and does all that. But that's what happens at the end of the movie, right? When the flowers are ruined and everyone turns on him and he's basically like, everybody hates me at this point and he's leaving. And he's like, no, nah, fuck that. I'll show them. And then he fixes that just like he did in that sense. And that's the Steve Stifler character though, right? That's what he does. He almost writes I, himself. I love that ending sequence when he fucks everything up and then has to recruit the football team to get them. I mean, he uh-huh. saves the wedding. He destroys it, but then single-handedly saves it as well um, because well, of his actions. He has to prove that he actually cares. Right? I mean, that's all that's important. That's actually not important that the wedding's ruined and was saved. What's important is that he cared. <laughs> that's why I think this movie kind of gets... That's why I understand I'm watching it this time. I don't know why... I was just blind, I guess, to this, but I understand that the, the it's too much Steve Stifler. It really is. Um, I would maybe agree with you, but I do think that he, and this is Sean William Scott, this is his signature character, obviously. I think he's great. Yeah, in, he's um, wonderful in everything. I mean, he's gr- I mean, most things. The American Loser's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're talking to Goon is great. I mean, um, the rundown I even, is, I even is like great. I like Bulletproof Monk. You know, I really like him in pretty much everything. 
Yeah, he's got a very likable screen likeable. presence what to me. What was the one? Uh, what was the, the the one where he's a? Uh, um, remember that it was a it was a smaller movie. That he's in the kitchen um, through a lot of it. What is that one? Stark the raving kitchen. mad. Yes, that was good. That's a good one. If for anyone who hasn't seen that, that's a that's a a sleeper it's a good action one. film. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's like that. You know what it reminds me of that one is uh, that Ryan Reynolds yeah, one, foolproof. Full yeah, another yeah. good one as well. If you haven't seen that one, check that out. Yeah, those are both two gems we just gave you guys. So you're welcome. Um, I do think that him in this movie, his his hardworking qualities go in this only works because of the character and because of the story and that is the dog shit eating sequence you that sequence only you buy because of what they've set up what's at stake what's Why is happening that so funny I, I and it fucking plays and it the plays. way he eats it and they're just making him talk about it and shit how it's on his teeth yes there's some gross out stuff um, that these guys just have nailed down in these American Pie movies. Um, and that scene alone, I think, is just it is so gross to see someone eat that. It looks like he hates it. Like the acting is just superb. It looks like he hates it. But at the same time, it's just hysterical. And when Fred Wolf, Fred Willard asks him, uh, you know, is it yes, sweet? And he yes, says, so, so sweet. sweet. And he's just, he's so <laughs> sweet. And, you know, and in reality, that's just an actor with probably a candy bar. But the way he's playing it, like I said, because of what you're invested in the story and the consequences and the stakes of what's going to happen if he doesn't do that, right. it really plays fucking well. And um, I, I just think that that's, uh, once again, Sean William Scott who is front and center in this, is working very hard. And a little bit of trivia I read uh, recently, and it's in this movie, and I, I think there's a parallel here, is that he only got paid, or only, it's still a lot of money, but for the first American Pie, he made eight grand, okay? $8,000. Mm-hmm. And he said he went out and bought a Trans Am, a Pontiac Trans Am, Smokey and the Bandit style. And if you look, that's the character he's driving, that's the car he's driving in the film. Yeah. I wonder if that's the car he bought with his original American Pie money, and that was kind of an homage to it, because um, that is a little, I think, Easter egg in the film. That's a sly it wink, because be. obviously he was getting paid probably more than anybody at this point for these movies, right? He's he's front and center. He's probably making the big bucks on this. You one. almost think so. I wonder what their their salaries were at this point, because in the first one, you'd imagine they'd all pretty much probably get about nothing. The second one, they all would have to be, and they know at that point, they also know the Stifler's um, worth quite a bit in that one. But I don't. by the time you get to this one, it's really obvious who the star is, or at least who they think the star is. We're going to talk a little bit about the Stifler vernacular. Now, Adam Hurst originally wrote the part, all three scripts he wrote, and did a great job, and I was very blessed to play this part in all those movies. And I think in the third one, what I wanted to do was show that he's truly insane. (laughs) Observe the fucking Stiffmeister. Mofo here does not want the grand fucking facilitator to attend the wedding. Happy fuck day, ass mouth. Who sucks ass? You sucks ass! Get to work, fucker! Here's how you speak Stiffmeister. Okay, first of all, whatever's on your mind, you say it. Kick fucking ass if you go to Chicago to see titties. Yeah, this opened up in the number one spot at the box office in the first weekend of August 2003. God, this movie's 20 years old. Um, $33 million gross at the time. 
$100 million final that adjusts today to about $60 million opening, $175 million uh, gross. So about the gross of what uh, Indiana Jones or Mission uh, Impossible did this consistent, summer. Consistent, though, which is interesting, right? Like the first, well, I, th- I think the second's the only one that actually it peaked made out a little, a little bit, bit more. But everyone else, you make around $100 million. It's interesting. Uh, for a very low budget. And these things, I'm sure, grossed millions on DVD. I don't know about a low budget. This is like a $55 million budget or something on this third one. Wow, that is a big budget for um, a comedy. So they were they were all in on these. Well, I think after seeing what the second one had done, I bet you they expected this to hit closer to two hundred million. I'm sure that that ancillary revenue, though, like I said, with the DVDs, with cable, all that stuff, oh, pay per view yeah. was through uh, the roof. You think about all the straight to video line that they launched for these. I um, was going to ask you that. You're a connoisseur cheap. of this franchise. I have uh, all of them, and I like them all, except mm, the Netflix one's a little, eh, but. I think the only one that I've seen, which I thought was really funny, was The Book of Love. Is that, is that the book title of, love? of one? Mm-hmm. The Book of Love? Okay. Mm-hmm. That one I thought was pretty damn funny, for, if I recall. Okay. Um, but I mean, if yeah, you had I, to, I like that one. Is there one you recommend if I if somebody hadn't seen any of these direct-to-video ones? I think oh, there's I like four I mean, direct-to-video ones. I think ones. my favorite one had to be the Bandcamp one, um, but that one's a, a, perhaps a little too sweet, you know? Um uh, but that is would be my favorite one out of those. But other than that, yeah, I like the, I like the Naked Mile. Um, who were the other ones? The Book of Love is good. They're actually all pretty good. And I think There's a lot of them have one. Jim's dad. Thinking of yes, that's right? the Eugene Levy is the uh, is the tie-in for that. Yeah. Gotcha. Which he became a de facto star of the series too. It's funny how the supporting character of Stifler and Jim's dad mm-hmm. become the front well, the center of this are, movie. Are also in like uh, there's all um, the younger brother is exactly I know. I mean, that's the band camp one. You have the younger brother. You also have there's other Stifler brothers too, not just that young, <laughs> not just the other one. So there's like an older one I think in one of them. I can't remember some of those I haven't seen for a while. But so they tie in Stifler as well. I, I guess for obvious reasons. Do you think that the sequence with the bachelor party works in this? Because there's a similar sequence in the second film with the strippers, or not the strippers, the two girls I that think they it's see. Absolutely hysterical! I love when that they're painting. Yeah. Um, I think that the sequence in part two works better mm-hmm. than this sequence. Oh, yeah, when in the part lesbian three. stronghold, yeah. Yes, of course. Uh, I mean, yes, strong. Because of the dildos, he's like, I love that. Li- I'm in a lesbian stronghold. It's fucking hysterical. Hey, dude, there, but there that's is. why. But that's what I would like about, or what I would want more from American Wedding is those moments when they're all together, fucking around, getting into shit, and then trying to get out of it, you know, and figuring out what's what. That's what was f- so fun about American Pie Two was that the balance was perfect. It was the the best one out of all of these, and uh, there is a reference in this sequence to that previous movie when the strippers in this sequence tell them, "Well, if you guys kiss, we'll kiss," and he says, oh, "We ain't falling for that again." <laughs> you know, I, I love I love that throwback or that nod yeah. to the the previous sequel, uh, showing that he had learned something there. <laughs> but for me, this movie was far funnier than I had remembered, or maybe I just took these for granted during the time that they were coming out. And I just thought, well, this is how movies were always going to be. And um, this is just a lot better than I recall yeah. it being. I, mean, I think I understand that. I've, like I said, I've seen these so many times. I know them pretty well. So um, revisiting this wasn't anything special, I guess for me, but I still laughed, still loved it. Um, the one that I have seen the, the least I've maybe seen twice is the American reunion one. Me too. Um, so I'm interested. I, uh, you know, I'm interested in watching it again. But I just, 
I remember it not being good. <laughs> I remember being flat or yes. A, a I remember imp- moments in it that were supposed to be outrageous, like the like uh, like him being caught naked in the kitchen or something. He's trying to cover his his dick and stuff. Um, there's just scenes in in it that I remember just feeling like God. This is not. This is like ultra tame and not very funny. It, this felt like they had gotten too old to be behaving right. that way, and I kind of felt bad for them at that at that point. And th- these are time capsules, even in the soundtrack. Well, and the uh, uh, yeah, you're right about that. But just for one one more quick thing about American Reunion, what, like, what do you think about the reset, like with the Stifler character in American Reunion? I hate when they do that kind of stuff. Like, because coming from American Wedding and and seeing him. Um, for, through all three movies, seeing that character and all the characters, right, grow and finally come to a, uh, an ending, right, through natural growth through three movies, and then to have a reset happen just ruins it. Just throw that all away. If anything, he shouldn't have been included or should have been as prominent in that fourth film. Um, I don't even recall that much of it. I mean, what, what was his reset on that? Well, where's I, I Cadence? Oh, you're right. Yeah, I mean, she's what did not we in go it. through all this movie for for them to just say, "No, Steve Stifler, Steve Stifler." He's not well, getting tied down by no woman. Like, what well, did fair, he learn? Isn't that growth? Like, so he's not growing. He's not. So he's not. He's just Stifler. She only wanted a quick fling. She says while it. she's while she's in town. To be fair, there is a line of dialogue there. But if anybody, should I understand. Have been the but why is he like, still fucking around? Like he's just Steve Stifler still. It's like he's not growing at all. Like like Jim went and got married and doing his thing. Like everybody else, kind of like seems to be moving forward at least. And he just stayed the same. I mean, I guess I think that's part of that movie though. The American Reunion is that he's still act he's still like the kid of the group or something isn't that a part i don't know my, my point being i just uh you should just have left it at these three movies <laughs> i agree that the last one was a cash grab and it didn't even perform that well and there's talk now of rebooting it or doing another yes, one talk about more why i mean poor jason biggs how much more I'd still humiliation would you really yeah I would, because I would be too... Well, no, it depends. I'd have to see a trailer. I'll say that much, because I might not watch it, actually. Oh, I feel like it's going to be Jim's kids won't talk to him, because he found out he live-streamed Nadia's uh, naked body fockers, to the school. I'm, not and I'm out. This bullshit, I'm all yeah. out on little fuckers. No, no, no. No. Yeah. <laughs> when he, he's little fuckers, you made me think about, you know, if I have nipples, Greg, can you milk me? And then I think about Stifler in this yes, movie doing the, doing the doing the little the milking and that little fucking noise he makes. Uh, <laughs> and that's January Jones uh, uh-huh. from Mad Men fame who would go on to do big things there uh, as Cadence in this movie. So uh, they had their eye on on you know good talent there, but isn't given much to do is is in kind of a perfunctory role. And this is another thing I have oh, yeah. a problem with this movie is why doesn't anyone key her in on who stif- that Stifler's just? Oh yeah, I know her own sister doesn't. I know it's bizarre to me. It's such a plot hole in this movie. Yeah, I don't I don't understand it, but it is it is still funny. Like when when the. I, the whole fucking movie's funny, but when they walk in and they find um, Steve Stifler with the with her mom and and the sister, right, and Cadence, and they're doing the flowers and stuff, and they're like, "Well, I guess like I told him to be nice. I guess he's being nice." And then he pretends fucks the mom from me behind her. <laughs> yeah, I love that. 
that's just the kind of stupid shit a high school kid would do or like a guy with arrested development would do you know like it is he just reminds me of every everybody's got a friend in a group who used to behave like that i don't know if people still behave like that but there's yeah you know that kind of immature but also there's a sweetness underlying to it too you know like when he when jim calls him outside to tell him how much he cares about him and the girl's waiting for him to get fucked in the closet yeah and he goes you called me i'm gonna thank us (laughs) fuck you jim Cockblock, I know. It's hysterical. fucking cockblock. But isn't that another break, like in in kind of the the reality of this when he fucks the grandma and, and they're like, "You're a god." It's like pussy is pussy. It's like okay, but weren't you like, are you gonna go now to Cadence and be like, no one's gonna say shit? Like you just f- fucked like Jim's grandma. And no one's what? gonna. I don't understand. Well, the, it's so weird. Like how the only reason that they bring in that late plot development that Jim's grandma doesn't approve of the Goya is to get that sequence where Stifler fucks her. That's the only, that's the whole setup mm-hmm. for that is, is that could be the payoff. Um, so they back engineered that and it doesn't need that, but it's another cute moment because they can bring John Chow's uh, character in or John sure. Cho's character in um, who I love him and that other guy in this uh, when they, mm-hmm. you know, when, <laughs> when tell her, that lady, that lady sucked. We better, we got rid of her. <laughs> it's like, that's, that cracks me up, man. I know. The only thing I think that they they missed a, a little moment here is as a wedding guest, I would have loved to have seen the Shermanator. That would have been a cool oh, to have him in there. Right. And really Natasha you know? Leone's character and stuff would be nice. They would really would have been have a couple more people, as you say, as little cameos or whatever. It would have been nice to have seen them. Uh, that are integral to the series. And I can't recall if I think that both those people come back for the next one uh, in the, you know the what? American Reunion. I think they are in American Reunion. You're right. Yeah, so I think that there there was some. I might have to rewatch American Reunion now. I'm really feeling I'm going to have to let myself down and watch, or maybe I'll get lucky and for somehow because it's been, I don't know, man. It's been almost ten, eleven years. I saw it in theaters, then I I saw it when it came out, and I bought it on Blu-ray. So I, yeah, it's probably been not eight, nine years since I've seen it. So maybe I've seen enough shit in that time (laughs) to watch this and think, wow, what a masterpiece. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a total different style of comedy. I'll tell you that, and from eleven years ago. So it's, oh yeah, it's I'm not... watching comedies from around 2010. Like 2010 is it's pretty much where the comedy stopped, as, as far as I'm concerned. Like right around that era where you just you just don't get that same kind of a, 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 I guess teen angst. Even like there's just there's none of that. It's all like a, yeah, super like romance stuff, you know. Well, there are, there are things like Perks of Being a Wallflower, and there's certain movies like that that came along. But these that, are those are far, the, few and in between. That's not a comedy. No, that's not a comedy but at that's all. That's what I mean. Like You get a lot of those, which is fine. I, I don't mind those, but I really want these raunchy you know, comedies is what I really want. I mean, the, 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 when we were growing up in the 80s and 90s, how many of these comedies starred... They or had people that were teenagers, and the whole point of the movie was to get laid by prom night. That's the plot point of right. a lot of fucking <laughs> movies when we were growing yeah. up, uh, and that's American Pie one as well. So this is just the natural progression of that. As to well, let's get married now and let's do the reunion. So I'd be interesting to see if they do another one. Well, yeah, what would be a third one? Stiffers yeah, like, getting married. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, what could they have? Yeah, what could they do next? Why not? I mean, or American divorce. I mean, every first round of divorces hey, and everybody. There you, you go. Know, it's fucking the bitter side of all this. <laughs> yeah, the bitter side. 
I can think of some, a couple other things. I'm not going to say shit, but just, <laughs> I wow. think Stifler should own a bar in town, mm-hmm. and that's where these guys all drink at at night because they're all fucking depressed. This week on Even and Roper, we get to have a bachelor party. Should have called this Stifler's big movie. This is awesome. <laughs> I'm Roger Ebert, and I'm Richard Roper. Our first movie is American Wedding. It's not opening until next week, but we're going to give you a first look at it right here. It's the third slice of the American Pie series, and while most franchises tend to go soft and sweet by this point, I'm happy to report that wedding is just as horny, tacky, and funny as the first two. And yet there is a likability about the characters and some genuinely touching relationships. About half of the original cast is missing, but Jason Biggs is back as Jim, now engaged to Allison Hannigan's Michelle. Like Bad Boys 2, American Wedding bases a lot of its humor on gay jokes. But the difference is the film itself isn't homophobic. It has fun at the expense of Stifler, who's mortified to be in a gay bar and yet has to prove he could be attractive to the same sex if he really wanted to. One of my favorite things about the American Pie movies is the friendship between Jim and his dad, played by SCTV great Eugene Levy. Sean William Scott's Stifler is one of the most original and memorable idiots in recent comedy history, and I say that with admiration. And speaking of brave comic turns, Jason Biggs probably doesn't get enough credit for his role as the centerpiece and basic straight man of this series. We don't like Jim, we won't cringe for him or root for him and his buddies. Sometimes the jokes fall flat, but there's always another visual gag, and sometimes you'll literally gag, (laughs) but the laugh ratio is easily high enough for me to recommend this film. Yeah, I liked it too, and you know, I think you really had your finger on something when you said the characters were likable, because a lot of vulgar and scatological stuff happens in this film, but it's not evil-spirited, it's not against these people, it's not cynical. They all have things they desire, even Stifler turns out to have insecurities, and he wants to be accepted, too. He doesn't want to be the outsider all the time. So you kind of get affectionate toward these Yeah, they characters. should have called this Stifler's Big Movie because uh-huh. he really kind yeah. of steps into the forefront here. And, yeah, we are missing some of the original characters. But I think from the start, the key to this movie has been the screenplay. These various screenplays, they're, they're more intelligent. There's more wit there. The Eugene Levy character is wonderful. Because well, you know, the parents really care about their kids here, too. They're not just hapless buffoons. Eugene Levy's character there, which he's been developing through all three of these movies, is not your average dumb dad in a TH comedy. And the best thing he does is to kind of take a beat and squallow when something incredibly shocking happens, yeah. like that scene in the restaurant, and then he kind of goes on. He, he loves his son. He knows his son means well, and so he accepts these amazing developments. You know, when I saw the first American Pie movie, I wouldn't have thought there were three films in the franchise, but I think there's even room for a fourth. I'm looking forward to American Parents. <laughs> I like that. Those poor kids. Very okay. Kind. So rewatchability <laughs> on this. Are you glad you went back and rewatched it? You said you've seen these Always, a lot, always glad to watch the American Pie yeah. movies, yeah. I hadn't seen it since the theater. I was pleasantly surprised, to, to be honest with you. I watched this um, with my fiance. She was not particularly excited to put this on. We had just watched Old Dogs, the Bill Burr movie on and Netflix. Old Dads. Which, old oh, Dogs is, old the, dads, is a much different is, Disney movie. With, yeah, which is comparably better that, in Tim a lot Allen of ways. And, uh, to John Travolta and, John Travolta, and Seth yeah. Green. That's uh, where Seth Green gets like molested um, by that ape. That's right. What was the? What, there's a Robin Williams one too, isn't there? Uh, that is the one. That's John Travolta, that Robin Williams. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that since it came out. And then there's Wild Hogs. Right. No, and then you're right. Yeah, Wild Hogs. Also has Travolta. It's very confusing. And is Tim that Allen. right? Yeah. Yeah, and then Tim Allen's in that, in Wild and Hogs, Martin, right? Martin Lawrence and, uh, 
There's another guy. I forget who the last That's guy is. That's right. Oh, it's uh, William H. Macy. Yeah, that, so, is, that is right. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so we were watching Old Dads on Netflix, and then I put on American Wedding, and I, I was not only was I laughing, she was laughing and was like, this is really funny. Like, this is such a different version than what we just watched, you know? I can... Compared to what we just watched, which tried to be so yeah. smart and clever and, and like a lot of as fuck, right? And not fun on any level, no. and made it feel like it was twice as long as it really was. Whereas this movie did not feel like it was an hour and a half. Yeah, not long. fun at all. By. People were worried. In, in American uh, Wedding or any of these American Pie movies, people act like fucking assholes and they get caught, and they're not even really that worried about getting caught. In movies nowadays, like you can't do, you can't do shit. I'm not really not even acting like an asshole. They're acting like goofballs, you know. But you can't even do that in movies nowadays because you can't do that in real life. And so it seeped into the fucking movie. It seeped into the Bill Burr's fucking movie for crying out loud. Yeah. So no character gets cut any slack. But in these fucking movies, characters are given as much rope to hang themselves yeah. on as possible. Because it's which, funny Which as creates shit. comedic scenes and, and, create, and comedic yes. elements and situations. It doesn't, which mean is how, have, it doesn't mean you act like that in real life because everyone will fucking hate you, but it's funny to watch that happen to somebody else. Right. And, and obviously these scenes in this movie, I mean, these people have to be absolute fucking morons for this some stuff exactly. to work. Exactly. And you feel bad for them. It, it, pretty much in the end, they, and they have to redeem themselves. It all makes sense. It but isn't everybody? This is what I'll say in in American Pie's favor. This is really my last point of it, mm-hmm. and I had this written down to to say on the show is as much as Stifler gets away with, he doesn't get away with too. He has to eat the dog shit. He's getting yelled at for yeah. fucking this up. You know, well, he's also <clears throat> he's punished as well. But all the characters are punished in a lot of ways, and Jim is punished. Oh, always. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, yeah, Jim's, all the characters. An idiot. Jim's constantly being <laughs> abused. Finch's, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't get what he wants, but gets what he wants with, with Stifler's mom in the end. So it's not really a lot of happy things going on in this movie um, in terms of the story. But, it, you know, because it's, it's very it's kind of a downer. I mean, they almost Jim and Michelle almost break up because the grandma doesn't want her there. And, um, y- you know, the, the whole subplot with Finch and, and I, I don't know. To me, though, it's they abuse the shit out of Stifler, and he's game for it. And I think he gets away with being a dick because he also has to be the butt of the joke a lot of the time. And I think that's why this works. And I don't think they've mm-hmm. had a comedy that's had this much balls since, i say, That's My Boy, which to me is fucking the last vestige of this. But even like 21, 22 Jump Street at least had some balls to it. And yeah. Didn't didn't feel like it was walking on eggshells and could that be one, actually funny. exactly yeah it didn't feel like it was looking over its shoulder when it told a joke when something was was put in there you know whereas like that's a heart too bad on old dads but you go to movies nowadays and it's they don't even wait for the audience to judge him they judge themselves they judge the joke that they just told self censoring like, there's yeah. a wonderful scene in old dads when they're in the rental car you know and then the, then the n-word comes up and all this kind of stuff and they're, when they're talking about like would you you know would you do her would you fuck this person in these situations and it's fucking funny like and it sounds natural it sounds like guys fucking around in a car and they turn that around and they shit on themselves about it and then they basically have to t- eat that shit you know for real yeah it's just I like s- and it's not funny in a way that when Stifler has to eat shit, it's fucking funny. And you feel like he's actually doing it to achieve something. Like he's trying to, in, in old dads, they just eat shit and there's nothing they can do about it. 
I think the best thing you could say in comparison between the two is that I would rewatch American Wedding again. I'll never watch Old Dads yeah. again. So there's no rewatchability from anything from this era in terms of comedy. That's why we, we can't get anything just broken about, through. Right? There is some good comedy, but yeah, I think just about there's, there's way more. <clears throat> I feel much safer just going through and randomly picking like, like a nineties or even 2010, you know, past or, uh, you know, in Pre. the past. Yeah. Yeah. I feel a lot safer just randomly picking a movie there than anything from the last 10, 10 years. Like I really got to look at what the fuck I'm watching now because I'll put grandma's boy up against it. anything released in the last yes, decade. I fucking love grandma's boy, but yeah. yeah, I know for real, like you got to be careful now. Cause I'm going to hate either hate myself, hate the movie, hate whoever the hell made this thing. I don't want to feel like that. I want to do that. If other people like it fine, but like I'm, I'm getting tired. I'm at the point where I'm not watching things anymore. And I feel like I watch fucking everything. And so yeah. that's a problem. We consume a lot of media, and I've seen the comedies that were released this summer uh, between The Machine and Just Like My Father and No Hard Feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a couple other ones, nothing nothing broke through. So another downer year for comedies, which is nice that we have physical media still and that they can't, you know, erase this from a platform. You can still watch <laughs> this shit and, and laugh. And what's funny is I had the unrated DVD, which... Uh, it had a mm-hmm. preface on it. I don't know if you if you watched the DVD, but it had a, a preface by the director saying, this is the shit we shot extra, and this DVD includes that, which was a whole gimmick back in the day as well. You know, the, well, it's not even everything, right? There's I don't know if you watched. There's a lot of, or quite a bit of deleted scenes on this uh, as well. And so they cut down to an hour and 36. Yeah. And the way that this movie opens... I thought was was very well done. Uh, the way they filmed, it's actually not put together badly. It's done by Jesse Dillon, the director, the guy who did How High, which I think is a fun mm-hmm. little movie. Um, and I think that it's constructed pretty solidly for a comedy. I, I, you know, the editing, the pacing, um, the staging of it is... Uh, but then again, that could just be Stifler working his ass. I mean, like I said, Sean William Scott... If he doesn't deliver the line, like, why does it mm-hmm. feel so good? And he wants to fuck me. I mean, all the way, he is gold in this movie. And if he isn't performing like that, this doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely agree with you. Did you watch any of the special features or anything? I didn't. No, I didn't watch the deleted <clears throat> scenes. No, no. I just saw that preface by the director. I watched the, uh, the, some of the deleted scenes, but they got old. You know, they were, they were deleted for a reason. Um, and I watched uh, the outtakes, which I miss having outtakes on movies i just wear that what happened to that but more importantly uh nikki Ziering had a uh, had a getting ready for the uh red carpet uh preview that i watched uh and uh the oddest thing i think on that entire disc is that she goes to work out for the day and she goes uh to uh was it uh uh oh god no, i can't remember the guy's name um uh ryan uh ryan o'neill's gym what? And yeah, so Ryan O'Neill pops up for a second. He's working out too. He looks like a fucking fat slab of shit. <laughs> like, like clearly he's not working out at this gym. But he knew the there cameras were going to be there seconds. that day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she goes around, and everyone, including Ryan O'Neill, like everyone, just like hugs her and is on her. Like so they're just like, oh my god, this is yeah. Like she must get have just gotten so much free shit back in the day. I was as I was watching that. Unbelievable! I, I I was saying to my fiance there. I said, 
these ladies are now 20 years older. I'm sure this doesn't end well for them. I she mean, still looks pretty good. Does she really? Okay, I'll give yeah. her credit. She, I don't yeah, know she was who a bombshell the other back then. one is, to be honest with you. But, hey, you know, one thing I missed from the 90s is, like, that Baywatch, you know, um, that Playboy 90s Playmate bombshell. stuff. Like, just yep. those, yeah, that... Um, you know, well, I don't know how to say it. Blonde and big tits, right? Yeah, I guess it's big is what bosom, you'd say. But Marilyn Monroe type look. I didn't you know? realize I missed that so much. But having revisited a lot of '90s stuff, it's like, oh wow, that's that's used to be like uh, that used to be what uh, hot chicks look like. You know, that was the the lusted after object. You know, the guy's fantasy girl didn't know he had the, like the cute girl exactly, next door yeah. that he wasn't looking for and things like that. So uh, that that was also a big trope in those '80s '90s movies to have that that bombshell, you know, it would like, it'd be a movie mm-hmm. starring like Corey Feldman, Corey Haim, and then nineties playmate so-and-so, you know, Tracy Bingham or whoever it may be. Um, you know, well, Donna Dierico was in a lot of those kind of movies and shit. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad we went back and watched this movie. I got a hell of a kick out of it. So, um, was a good rewatch for me. Sounds like it was a good rewatch for you. Although a little bit more frequent, you revisit these than I do. So, Thanks for watching this again on uh, on my account. But I do think we should watch part four. Maybe next year on uh, in 2024, we look at the fourth entries yeah, in franchises. Yeah, we'll start doing fours because there's going to be even less of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to really dig for that shit. But uh, American Reunion might be on, uh, might be on the it. list there. There's I lots think. of fours. Oh, yeah. There's there's some great fours. Let's ne- never forget Rocky Four. There's I mean, some that's really bad fours. Yeah, <laughs> the Rocky best Four the best. is the best Rocky animal. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, part three is damn close. Though, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, as I always say, you got you have to watch. I'm mean, all the Rockies build a Rocky for. It's not a the best Rocky on its own. That's but true. But it is the best Rocky, you know. Yeah, if it's 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 a culmin. It's like an orgasm. It's a culmination. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I 100% agree with you. <laughs> That's gonna do it for our show tonight, guys. Thank you for joining us as always. If you're listening to this on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, however you're doing it, thanks again. Rate, review the show, pass the word along. Speaking for Trevor Anderson, I am Jason Rugard, and we are the Movie Mavericks. Above, but she only comes when she's on top.